What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 54, and I am with my guest, Dwayne Walker. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, you just competed at the, this weekend, and uh, you've gotten a lot of praise in the last few days. How does it feel to uh, kind of arrive? Um, it's an awesome feeling. I must say, very, very, very awesome feeling. I'm enjoying it so much. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in, I'm embracing it as much as possible. I love, I love the feedback that I'm getting. I love all the, the responses to my, to my posts. Um, seeing the different um, critiques, the different comparisons, hearing um, all the feedback from persons who don't even know me from across the globe, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Um, Based on, what, based on what I'm experiencing right now is exactly what I had intended to, to, to happen after showing up in Tampa Saturday. Okay. I want to, uh, I'm going to take a second. I want to show everybody, for those of you who don't know who Dwayne Walker is, I'm going to show you his physique. This is his Instagram, IFBB Pro Big General. Why do they call you the Big General? Ah, that's, that's because I'm big. <laughs> I like to consider myself to be a general, a leader. Yeah, so this is your physique on the weekend. You got a beautiful, yes. beautiful shape, man. Your conditioning is really, really good, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you took third place. Do you think you deserve third place or do you think you deserve better? I think, I think, I think a better placing could have, could have been, could have went in my favor. However, I am feeling accomplished nonetheless. Um, entering the show for me was pretty much the mindset was pretty much redemption. Being that I did Tampa Pro last year, but in the 212 category. Okay. And I, I didn't place at all. I think I came like 16. That's way down, like third callouts. Yeah. Uh, I did the 212 category. I struggled to make weight class. Um, I had to do a whole lot of fasting and stuff like that. Couldn't carb up, couldn't pump up to to go on stage, I have to be fasting to make the weight. So pretty much coming into Tampa this year, the, the idea was to redeem myself um, and to be as competitive as possible, being that I'm making the transition from 212 to the open class. Yeah. I just really, really, really wanted to be competitive. So that was the real intention, being competitive and redeeming myself. Okay. So did, that was pretty much the approach going into the show. Did you, when did you turn pro? I turned pro September 2018. I did my, I won my pro card at Olympia Amateurs in Vegas, September 2018. Okay. And you, and you turned pro as a, what was your weight? What was your weight when you turned pro? I did, I did the heavyweight at, 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 at Vegas. And so you were in the, what was your weight at that show? Do you remember? Pretty much, pretty much, uh, uh, mm, pretty much 200, there about, pretty much 200, like 190, 200, there about. Okay, so soon after, so the first I show. At, I was at the bottom of the, of the, I was at the lower, lower tier in the heavyweight. Yeah. Barely, barely made it into the heavyweight. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this show, this past Tampa Bay show, is this, or Tampa show, is this your second pro show? It would not be my second pro show. Last year, 2019, I did the Indie Pro. That was my pro debut. I did the Indie Pro. Um, that's what. I think that was like April. I think the Indie Pro was April, April yeah. 2019. 
Yeah. I played six there. The first call out, played six there. Okay. Then I went on from there and did the New York Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't play didn't play at all at the New York Pro. Then I went on to do the Puerto Rico Pro and okay. I placed third there. This is all doing 212. Yeah. I placed yeah. third in Puerto Rico Pro. Uh, then went on to Tampa and didn't play at all. Okay, yeah. so when was the Tampa show? That last year the Tampa show was in August. So yes, you base so you basically took a, a year off to grow. I wouldn't no, it, that was not intentional. Okay. I mean, intentional to take a year off to grow. Um due to the COVID, the shows that I had scheduled for a year, they all got cancelled. Okay. So so the same in the pro, the same New York pro, those were the first two. Those were those, those were the opening shows for the year, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And those two shows got cancelled. Then the whole entire pandemic happened where everything was shut down. Yeah. So it just so happened that the next available show would be Tampa Pro. But do you think so, the but do you think that time off helped you put on like how much weight have you put on since the two twelve? Like what'd you weigh in at of Tampa? Um at Tampa weigh pretty much like two thirty five. That's a lot of weight, man. That's a yeah. lot of weight to put on in one that's like you put on twenty pounds in one off season. Yes. Yeah, so I I would say it did work in my favor. Um it did, the, 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 the whole shutdown did work in my favor. We, we tried to, I wasn't able to train for the two months that I was um, quarantined. Um, not, but we didn't stress it nonetheless. We didn't stress it. Uh, we still tried to maintain a fairly clean diet. Yeah. And the first sign that we got that we could train, we went back into the gym. I would just stick to the guns and stick to the script diet. Um, I worked with my trainer, um, Chris Rose. He definitely had a plan in which he had designed and formulated to improve my legs because at the 212 category, that was my, my, one of my weak body parts, my legs. Yeah. So we definitely designed a training program and a regimen to improve my legs, my hamstrings, my calf, my glutes and all that. So we went right into that program as soon as we got the opportunity to train. If you could point to one thing, this show as to why you didn't take second or why you didn't take first, why, what would you attribute it to? What would be the thing that you could point to that'd be like, if I did this better, I could have won or I could have took second? Uh, all right. Based on the judges' feedback and based on my observation, I think my legs and hamstrings are still not where they are supposed to be. So glutes, hamstrings, and my quads are still not where they are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I think I still lack a bit of muscle maturity. Uh, I could have some more size slash mass yeah. going into the shows. So I think with improvement on those, I would have definitely been able to secure the number one spot in that show. But not having those, those things at the moment, um, third place, I could, I could understand being placed third. Yeah. So can I, do you mind if I give you my take on it? Okay, go ahead. Sure. So, so when I came up in my career in the beginning of the first couple of years two maybe two or three years, I feel like we have one thing in common. You have, it looks like you have very wide shoulders. So yes. you have, <laughs> yeah. So you have very wide shoulders and you have a very thick back. Uh, I didn't have yeah. a back. I didn't have a back like yours at the start, but I had, I always had a wider shoulder structure. So when I did step on stage, the judges were like, your legs aren't big enough. 
but I feel like it's because my shoulders were so wide that my legs didn't look like they stood up. You see what I'm saying? So when you came, when you came out, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had never seen you in the open class, but that's because you weren't, you were 212. When I saw you, when I saw you come out, I was like, wow, who's that guy? He looks really good. The only thing is the thing you just said. It wasn't even your quads as much as your hamstrings from the side looked like if they were just thicker because that was the only difference between uh, you, Hunter, and Ian was they had the, like a little bit thicker leg from the side. Yeah, yeah. that's something I definitely need to work on. Um, so I need to know. I need to, you know, we need to like do some, do some research, do some check what exercises we need to do. Yeah, that would target the hamstring to make it to make it thicker from the side. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, myself and my team working on that. We we cited the pictures and we cited the videos. We we need to work on that. So we definitely, definitely going to work on that and ensure that my next showing will be better than Tampa. What is what are you planning for your next showing? Are you going to compete again this year? or Are you going to wait? No, I definitely want to compete again this year. I mean. <laughs> I've waited so long for this year yeah. to get to be on stage. It's been a year since. I mean, Tampa was last. And so it's been, it's pretty much a year since I've competed. And I like competing. Um, I'm in the sport to compete. I turned pro to compete. Yeah. On stage, I like to be compared against, against other athletes to see how much I match up. If I'm good enough, if I belong here. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. I, like that. I love the comparisons. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I was not so... I didn't get the opportunity off. I didn't get the opportunity to be compared next to Hunter, and I really wanted to be standing next to him. That's to true. Get my compar- to get my comparison um, poses yeah. next to him. My composure poses next to his composure poses. I really wanted that, that yeah. opportunity just to see how much I match up and to see how, how, much, of a, how much I'm lacking. And, you know what I mean? Just to see how yeah. good I am compared yeah. to those. Well, that's the guys in the field. That's true. I watched the live feed, and it's true. Actually, I never even realized that. But you never actually got to stand next to Hunter. No point in time. Like, yeah. yeah. But I do think. I I don't know if the story and the outcome would be the same, but I do think it would still be, the the side of the leg and the back of the leg would be the only thing, because I mean your upper body, your upper body is like. I mean, you look incredible. Your entire physique fits together well. As soon as you build up those hamstrings a little bit, man, I, I, you're going to have a tough time with you. Yeah. So um, more importantly, though, I want to know how you put on 20 pounds of stage weight in, <laughs> in eight or nine months. <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing is, listen, the funny thing is, we, 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 didn't, we, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't prepping. We didn't do the prep with any weight goals in mind. Right. What we did know though was that I couldn't do two twelve anymore, hands down. Yeah. Right. Um, and the fact that I had to fast to do the two twelve like, to do my last show last year at, mm-hmm. at Tampa Pro, I had to do a fasting and and all of that. So being two twelve, fasting to make weight, and then hearing that I have to come with bigger legs, that just goes to show that. If I was supposed to improve on the legs, then more than likely I couldn't make weight for 212. No, yeah. So, so, so with that being said, myself and my team with us went into the prep with the intention to improve on legs, right? We weren't, um, we weren't considering what I would weigh or how much I should weigh or how much we're aiming to weigh. 
So yeah, we just yeah. trained really hard. My, my coach, Lolita Riley, prepared my diet so I could get some good calories in um, to support the growth of the legs. Yeah. Um, Chris Rose, my trainer, um, organized my supplements and so forth. And we just trained really hard for the year. We just trained, we just make do with the time that we had in the gym, mm-hmm. maximize every action, improve the legs and calf and glutes and hamstring as much as we could. And wherever the weight falls, it falls. So, so to I, me- guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess the real credit, the credit goes to just my genetics, I guess. Yeah. And I well, to me, it, sound, it sounds to me like you probably weighed about 220 and you had to fast to get to 212. You know what I mean? Like your body that's was probably, yeah, your yeah, body was yeah. probably comfortable around 220. And so you put on about, but that's still a 15 pound jump, which is, it's still a, a pretty like, great off season. This, my off season, the heaviest I was, was like 250. That's really um, lean. That's lean, man. I got up to 250. And then two weeks out, two weeks out from Tampa, I was weighing like 235. Two weeks yeah. out from Tampa this year. Yeah, I was weighing like two thirty-five. I was weighing like twenty-eight. That's a pretty incre- that's pretty incredible, man. That you only gained fifteen pounds over your stage weight. So you paid, you yeah. stayed lean all year long. Yeah, I try to. I, I, I hate cardio, so <laughs> I hate cardio. And and I mean, if I'm trying to build legs, I don't think cardio doing a lot of cardio would complement that. Yeah. So. I did my best to stay fairly in shape. I have a easy prep in terms of not having to do a whole lot of cardio. Yeah. I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing steer master or the treadmill. So we kept it fairly clean. Yeah. Do you have any idea uh, your diet, your calories, your macros and the off season? Do you have any idea what they were giving what you're eating? Off the top, off the top of your head? Or you don't measure? I mean, like- no, I do, I do measure my food. I don't count the calories like that much, though. My coach, my coach does that. I don't even really get into all of that. Yeah, I yeah. just follow the diet, really. But yeah. I know ideally, like, ideally, ideally, like, eight to nine ounces of protein, mm-hmm. seven to six ounces of carbs, you know, ideally like that. Okay. But I don't really count, I don't really count the calorie intake, though. But, so, not, yeah. so not huge meals, though? You're not eating, like, really big meals? No, I eat, I eat like I eat like six seven meals a day. Yeah, yeah. In that okay. in, in that service that I just quoted to you just now. So you stayed lean all year. Is that genetic, or is that because you don't like you don't cheat very much? Do you eat a lot of snacks and a lot of shitty food, or no? No, I don't eat a lot of snacks. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not crazy on snacks and and stuff like that. Um. So, so pretty much, pretty pretty much, pretty much, I I just stick to the diet, but. In the off-season, the diet wouldn't be where it is super strict, where okay. absolutely no sugar, and you know what I mean? So yeah, I would yeah. stick to the diet pretty much, um, and still have my favorite meals with it, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I still try my best to stick to it because I didn't want to do the cardio. I didn't want to get this um, crazy, unnecessarily bulk weight. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to tear it down with the cardio. I really didn't want that. Well, it worked for you, man. I mean, you put on a lot of weight. I, I've never seen anybody put on that much weight while staying that lean. It's like the first time I've talked to somebody who's done that. It's yeah, impressive. That is why I feel. That's why I'm so accomplished. I feel so accomplished. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel so accomplished. So what? So what's the next show you guys have planned? 
we have we have in mind to do the Chicago Pro. Okay. I think that's the closest show that provide that that, that has a bodybuilding category the Chicago Pro. There's a Boston too. Boston, I think, and is the week week before week before Chicago. Yeah, Boston for yes. And those two shows are have in mind currently. Yeah. So all being well, if we're allowed to fly, then I'll be there. Okay. What's your, uh, you said you're training really hard. What's your training like? Is it really high volume? Is it really heavy weight with low volume? Like, how's your training set up? Yeah, I love my training. I love how I train. Um, whether, be the, whether we're in season or out season, we try to lift as heavy as possible every single, every part. We train it as heavy as possible. And we're always aiming for double digits. So it's always, we're always aiming for 50, whichever part it is. Whether we're in season, in season or old season, that's how we train. So you cut out for a minute. So you're saying you're always lift as heavy as you can for 10 to 15 reps. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. That's double okay. Digits. Always double digits, double digits, never single digits. And no lift and no exercise is always double digits. How many sets are you going to do for like those heavy sets? Is it all like three or four per exercise? The four sets, the four sets. But the, are, they, are they all heavy? So it's four sets and we, we pyramid up. You pyramid sets, up. Pyramid up. Yeah. Okay. But we still okay. try to keep double digits. That's so, always the, we're always double digits. So you're not doing high volume or heavyweight. You're doing both. You're doing high volume yeah. and, so and heavyweight. Yeah. For me, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. For me, best of both worlds. Yeah. So outside of bodybuilding, what do you do for a living? Do you do anything else or is bodybuilding your main job? Oh, shit. You cut out. Sorry, guys. These are issues sometimes we have with the Zoom meeting things, with the online interviews. Sometimes we have issues with uh, the internet connections. We'll see if I can get them back on. Okay, guys, we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of a internet stumble, but we're back on. So I want to ask you about uh, your job. What do you do outside of bodybuilding or is bodybuilding your main job? Yeah, I'm, I'm a personal trainer here in Florida. I work at the BBL Fitness. Yeah. Is, that, is it draining at all, personal training other people and then having to train yourself? Yeah, it's tiring, bro. It's very tiring. It's tiring. It's tiring. <laughs> but it gets the bill paid and it, it, it allows for the competition prep. So I can't not do it. Yeah. How many clients do you how many clients do you train on a daily basis? I could say I could easily say fifteen to twenty. Wow oh, man. Uh, pretty much that. Yeah. And then you gotta go in and train yourself. I don't know if I could do it. Train myself. So but hey, the, the peak the, the, the last the last four weeks before show, that's when it really gets still. I can imagine. You're patient. Yeah. You must have a lot of patience while you're dieting. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> have to exercise that. Yeah. Have to exercise that. But we have clients that understands. We have clients that understands and are mindful. Yeah. And, and not be too much of a difficulty while 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 we do that. But yeah. So we make it work the best way we can. Yeah. That's that's what we're presented with right now. So we have to be. Where did the passion for bodybuilding come from? Like growing up, what what like what's your family life like? What like what led to you being a bodybuilder? I'm, I'm the first bodybuilder in my family. Um, originally, I'm from Jamaica. I resided in Jamaica 
So I just I just came to the States since January 2019. Yeah. So before I I was just into like playing soccer from a school cadet. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um but growing up at a typical childhood into watching the cartoons, um, watching wrestling, watching the action shows, um, I would I would identify with the the action heroes and the stars and the persons in these movies and cartoons. Those guys were always built built males. The alpha males were always built males. So yeah. um, from from a, from a tender age, I identified with myself that that's the look I would like to have. That mm-hmm. being an alpha male, being that being that star, being that hero, being to have that masculine look and that built physique. Yeah. So for me, I thought that was how a man was supposed to look. Because in these movies and cartoons, the lead male was always represented, yeah. built. So that's what, that's what I identified with for myself. So I would then, as I got into my teenage years, I would try, I would start doing a little lifting here and there just the arms and get some chest and toe. You know, slowly develop that, slowly develop and attain that masculine built look. Yeah. Um, as I got to 20, 21, when I graduated college, I went to a small gym in my community. I was started doing some more. My training, that was the first time I was, start, I was training and training structured. So I started training every individual body parts, so training yeah. up every individual body parts. Yeah. And not just arms and chest. Um, the owner of the gym was a bodybuilder himself in, in, in Jamaica. And he said to me, I should think about competing. At the time, I was going to the gym in like February. And he said to me, there was a show in July. And I should just think about entering the show. So having nothing to lose, I'm being competitive. I said, okay, I'm going to just do my little training here and there. With the knowledge I had at the time about training, and dieting, just train, and July came around and I did the show. Yeah, I came fourth in the competition, and I don't know for some strange reason it be my first show. Barely having any knowledge or experience of competing, I was upset about my place, my placing. I thought I should have won the show, which was ridiculous, right? <laughs> Where did you place? I placed fourth. Okay, and I was super upset. I don't know why, but. <laughs> I was upset about coming forth. Yeah. But from then, I seen the guys that won the show and placed better than I did. I was thinking to myself that the only thing that these guys had that I didn't have experience. That's the only thing I could identify that they had over me at the time. Because yeah. they, for me, the look they had was not unattainable or out of this world. Yeah. So clearly to me, I said, okay, the only thing you guys have over me was experience and time and the knowledge of training. So following year, I placed a lot better. Mm-hmm. The following year, I dominated all the way up to 2017. Okay. So well, how I was old winning, I was winning all the shows in, 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 the, in the country. How old are you now? I'm currently 29 years old. Okay. So you still got a long way ahead of you, man. You're still young. So I want to show you something. I want, I want you to tell me, is this what show this is? Cause I thought it was an interesting posing routine. 
What do you think? What is this? Ah. <laughs> How old are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, 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 <laughs> That's a lot of flair, man. That's a lot of flair for the stage. I think I was 2012. 2012 says 20, I think I was 2013. And so you were what, like 21 years old here? 21, 22. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what, Jamaica. Yeah. how many, yeah. how many, how many shows in was this? Like, is this your second, third show? What is it? This was like my, this was my second show. This is your second show. You look good for second show, man. The, the, the aside, from, aside from the posing, the structure is all sure. there. <laughs> yeah. that's, me, that's, that's, that's me being a fan of Kai Green. What, uh, it, well, it actually resembles it a little bit. Where did you get the, where does the flair come from, man? Where does that confidence come from to do that kind of thing? Cause a lot of guys, you know, when they get on a lot of bodybuilders are more introverted than, than otherwise. So where does that come from? I, I, uh, for me, I do, I do have much times when I'm shy and a bit of an introvert, but I think what I think with me is that I know what I want and I know what is required to get what I want. And in this field, and where I want to be, I don't think, I think it works against me if I'm supposed to be and be an introvert. So to really show what I can offer and what I have, I think I would have to put away the shyness and being an introvert to really come out myself fully to fully show my potential. So I had to set all of those stuff aside about being an introvert and just really just show up and get the job done, especially while on the stage, at least while I'm on the stage. Yeah. So forget about being shy while I'm on the stage, forget about being an introvert while I'm on the stage, because I can't let my shyness or being an introvert the reason why I can't excel mm-hmm. at the rate I'm supposed to excel or accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish. So I refuse to let those simple stuff prevent me from getting to the top. It's impressive that you said that a lot of people can't master their own fears. Like a lot of people, yeah. when they have that fear, even though they like what you're saying is obvious. Like if you want to be popular, you got to put yourself out there. You got to be different. You got to be, you got to show who you really are. But a lot of, a lot of people that have those fears can't turn it off. So it's interesting that you can, you know, you can shut it down and do what you have to do. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I am shy, but I realized I realized in previous times are uh, just over the years I realized that being shy would kind of have me on the back burner versus the guys that were not shy that would really more jump at stuff and be ready and ready to go and I would be on the back burner even though I might be a lot better and stuff but just being in a beach would not let me be seen or would let me be overlooked and I was not going to have that no more. It's impressive. Um, so you said something while you were saying all that. You said what you you're acting, you're being that way because you need to get to where you want to get. So, and you're also talking about your your childhood and seeing uh, cartoon characters or people in movies as alphas and kind of them being the men, right? So, what do you want? Ultimately, what do you want from bodybuilding? Like. I guess on a deeper level, what is, what is it you see for yourself? Like, do you want to be the guy? Do you want to be the guy everybody looks to and says, that's, you know, that's the guy, that's the man. Like that's the, 
Is that is that ultimately what you want from bodybuilding? Yes, sir. I want the Olympia title. I definitely need that title. But also, I want to have that 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 physique. I want to be that person. I want to be that individual that persons can say that physique is phenomenal. That guy has the entire complete package. Mm-hmm. The full physique poses extremely well, consistent with his package every show. But aside from physical, and, like if we, if we go deeper, is there a... Okay, deeper. Listen, this is what I want to talk about, especially. I'm glad you asked okay. this question. Okay. Bodybuilding is a sport that's not appealing to many persons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially like my generation, the generation before me and the ones after me. It's not appealing to those generation. And I, I can identify a few, a few of the things why it's not appealing. And because of that, I would like to be the person to make that change in the, in the, in the sport. The sport is not appealing to, to many because it doesn't show where the sport is really rewarding. That's one of the things. It doesn't show where the sport is really rewarding because persons don't think bodybuilders make money. Yeah. Um, don't think bodybuilders can have a normal life, any at all. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilders are seen as gearheads who live in the gym. Yeah. So all they do is eat, sleep, and repeat. That's what that you show we eat, sleep, trade, repeat. Yeah. So there's, there's so much to it. The sport can be rewarding. Um, you can, I can't, I can't, I can't ever say, every time you, when, when I was growing up and researching bodybuilding, what I would see is a mass monster in and sweats, lifting heavy in the gym, mm-hmm. eating, Taking a lot of pills, drinking supplements. Yeah. That's all you'll see on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right? Bodybuilders need to show that from doing bodybuilding, I was able to own my, my dream house. Okay. I was able to buy my, my, my dream car. I have wife and kids. We go on vacation. I do a party and hang out with. Stuff like that. We do have normal lifestyles just the same. Yeah, and we we are living our dreams from the bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. We need to show we need we, we can show the other spin-offs of being a bodybuilder. Where yeah. where where guys with the other business ventures from one sec, bodybuilding. One, one sec, sorry, sorry, Dwayne, you covered the speaker. I think did you? Oh, my did, bad. Did you cover the speaker with something? I, I think I did. Okay, I think you're okay. Go ahead. So, sorry, go on. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm saying is. Um, guys need to show that bodybuilding has been can can be a success um, can be successful where they make money from it. Um, they are able to buy their dream house. They are able to take care of their family. They are able to buy their dream cars. Um, they go on vacation with their family. They have kids. They have children. Yeah. Um, they need to show where even though they are bodybuilders and do bodybuilding, there are spin-offs that come from being bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, they can go into modeling, they can go into 
having their own clothing, stuff like that. Yeah. So when a child says to their parents, hey, I want to be a bodybuilder. And the parents say, why? Bodybuilders don't make money. There's nothing in bodybuilding. I can show them, hey, this guy did it and he accomplishes this from being a yeah. So I can have a lifestyle. Okay. From, so, you, from so, so your goal is your goal is an admirable one, an admirable one. You want to basically show people that they can have a good life and a normal life and a happy life and still be a hardcore bodybuilder. And still be a hardcore bodybuilder. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, what definitely. if, um, um, like, like, like for, ex- for, for example, um, um, the last one thought. Yeah, for example, um, if you look at the other sports, the other popular sports, the, the, the NFL players, basketball players, those guys show normal lifestyles. Yeah. They party. Yeah. Those guys show all their rewards that they get from the sport. Yeah. The bling, the house, the cars. Not saying that those are the only things makes you successful but yeah. those things are appealing those things are appealing especially to my generation those things are appealing to my generation so yeah. they see that okay being at the top of the career in an nfl league or a basketball league or soccer they can live and buy all the things you want to buy yeah but the leaders can do the same yeah i gotta pause can you, tell, can, you tell, can you tell me about the builder who depicts that um, no, I, most bodybuilders, but I also, I have to push back a little bit because I don't think bodybuilding is the same as football and basketball and all that. Like those guys have, I don't think they live in the kitchen. I don't think they're timing their meals. I don't think they, they have an off season where they can relax. Um, I feel like bodybuilding is a 24 seven sport when you get to the highest echelon of it. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, maybe some people can do it. If you're genetically gifted, maybe you can get away with, you know, relaxing a little bit, partying a little bit, missing meals a little bit. But I think at the very top, like you said, you want to win the Olympia, right? Yes, sir. I feel like if you want to win the Olympia, it has to become a be all, be all everything of your life. I don't think, I don't think you can beat the guys at the top in the top three, top five, top six, if you're doing less than they are. Yeah. All right. See what so I'm saying? At, yeah, I agree. But look at, look, at it, look at this. The guys in the top three, top six, how many shows they do a year? Uh, one or two. Probably one. Exactly. A lot of them one. What, what do they do the rest of the year? So you're so saying... saying so you're saying those guys at the top three, yeah. Olympia level, right? Yeah. They come they only to the Olympia yearly. So for the rest of the year, what are they doing? Well, I mean, they're, they're training to get ready for that one show that they want to win, right? But, I mean, it, it, you can see. Not, but not, they don't, none of them train all year round for the Olympia. They train pretty much six months out. Uh, yeah, I would say everything right. gets, ramp, everything gets exactly. ramped, ramped, up, ramped up six months out. But also, if I look at those guys, if you look at, like, a Steve Kuklo, right? Steve Kuklo was – uh, fifth or sixth last year, I can't remember. Fifth, I think. 
you know, he's doing stuff all the time. I always see him wearing business suits and he's traveling around and he's doing stuff and he's got other businesses that he's running. If you see, uh, you know, Brandon Curry's Mr. Olympia. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think we could do a better job of showing those things. I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, look, everything you're saying is, is a hundred percent true. I think it's important to, to show a better side of bodybuilding. I mean, that's why I have this podcast, but, um, I just don't know. I don't know how much we can do that. Like when you're really like, when it comes down to the nitty gritty of, cause it's really a percentage, you know what I mean? There's a small percentage point between first and second at the Olympia. Right. It's like, there's not very, the gap is so tiny. So it's like, maybe if you're William Bonac in your second place, maybe you're not going out to party all year. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's not much. I but mean, I, I mean, we have, we have social media and all these guys have social media, right? So yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is they don't, they don't have to show that it, it's something that they do on a regular because mm-hmm. we're already, bodybuilding is already seen as the cult sport. Yeah. And it is not, it's not mainstream because it's not appealing. Yeah. Right? So each bodybuilder has a social media platform, right? And if you go on these bodybuilders' social media platform, you don't see lifestyle. I agree. I, I agree with you. One hundred. Yeah. Right. I, so what I'm saying is like at least your weekend. Yeah. Your weekend. What you spend the weekend with your kids and your wife. Tell us about that. I, I don't disagree I with you at all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, on a weekend you link up with your 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 other your your Okay, you go on vacation. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one yeah. thing. I there is one thing. I there is one thing I will say is. I don't think bodybuilding is not mainstream because of how it looks. I don't think anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think like the main, like it's not fun to the average person. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, like playing basketball, playing soccer, playing football. You can do that on the weekend with your buddies and it's fun. You know, you don't have to yeah. be like crazy about it. Right. Yeah. But if you want to compete as a pro or become a pro or anything, it really takes your entire lifestyle. And most people don't want to do that. Most people yeah. don't want to, don't want to eat six times a day. They don't want to, you know what I mean? So I don't know if bodybuilding will ever be mainstream, no matter how pretty it looks. All right. So this, this is my turn to you then. Because I, what I'm going to have in this conversation because it's going to also allow me to understand better as well why the sport is not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And why the sport is not as recognized as it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just spoke, just spoke on the fact that bodybuilding requires. It's not, it's not easy for the average person, and it's not something you can just do on a weekend casually, which is yeah. true. Yeah. But like those strongmen, the strongman competition, wouldn't you say that is mainstream? Uh, yeah, but I also feel like it's easier to understand. Like people can understand. Okay, this this weighs five pounds this weighs a thousand pounds. Okay. That's really impressive. When they look at a bodybuilding show, like if you took an average person and you showed them the Tampa pro bodybuilding show this weekend, they would have no clue what is different between the top five. They would say, everybody looks the same. Right. But, but strong man, strong man, you don't, I don't, I don't know anything about powerlifting. I can go to a powerlifting meet and be and cheer for the guy who deadlifted more than the other guy. So it's, it's far, far easier, much easier to understand. Right. So that's why I feel like as far as bodybuilding becoming mainstream, 
I think we all have the same goal. We want people to love it. We want people to appreciate what we do. But I feel like there's a lot of obstacles to making actually making people actually love it or watch it or or do it. You know what I mean? Like, but I do think you're on on the right track that if we showed more of ourselves, we would look more human and not so robotic, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um I wanted to ask you about another thing I saw on your Instagram really quickly. You are driving this. Is this yours? No, that's, that's stunting. <laughs> <laughs> that's stunting, my brother. That's not mine at all. I that saw that. I saw that. That is just me taking a photo beside my, one of my clients' vehicle. I saw that shit and I'm like, if, if he's driving that thing, I got to fucking go for a ride in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I wish, I wish that was me. So you said, just uh, this is for the gram. I, uh, I, I wanted to ask you cause you, you brought it up. I just want to, you said something about a wife and kids. Do you have a wife and kids? I have a wife. I have a wife and she has two kids, but I don't have any children of my own. How long have you been married? Um, just couple, just a month now. Sorry, how long? You cut out for a second. It's December. December. Okay, so it's relatively new. Yeah, have, you, have you been with her a long time? Uh, we've been with each other before, like, I would say like six months before. Okay. It's, oh, so you got married quickly. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is she's, she's pretty much in the field as well. She's, she's, she, she, does, she did a few MPC shows before. Yeah. Um, she's also Jamaican. Yeah. Um, she, so she's basically in the field of bodybuilding and so forth. So she pretty much understands me and understands what would be required of me. Mm-hmm. So, so right there and then, it's, it's easy for us to gel and we, we understand each other's expectations. Yeah. Does she so, help? Yeah. Does, does she help you a lot with like diet? Do you train oh with her at all? Goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? Oh my what? Goodness. She <laughs> wouldn't be possible without her. Really? She wouldn't be possible without her. Trust me. Trust so, me. So is she cooking all your meals? Every single one. Every does, she tra- single one. does she train with she's, you or, or do you? And she, she, she serves it. She shares it out. Package it. Really? Cooks it. Get it out, package it, and everything. Wow, wow, that's a yeah. you're a lucky guy. I would have married her too. That's a good. Guy. That's what I'm saying. So she, she already understands everything. She understands what's required. She understands how difficult it is. She understands the focus that it requires. So she she's 100. What uh, does she come with you to the gym? Does she train with you? Do cardio with you? Any of that stuff? Yeah, we do that from time to time. We do that from time to time. What we need to do as well is to shoot some videos together for Instagram. So versus yeah. can see Australian as a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't see her on your on your page at all. So Yeah, she's there. She's there. I, I guess she's further down, but I can't fix that. <laughs> how uh, how much attention are you getting from other girls now? No, is it attention? This thing up is easy. It's not just no. <laughs> I've been always getting attention. I've been always getting attention. Um, what I do though is I, I keep it I keep it polite. Yeah. Because one thing, one of the things I've realized with having a physique like mine is that 
I have to be sociable. I have to learn to be sociable. Um, the slightest, the slightest, if, if I'm in the mood to not speak or in the mood to not inter interact, it's easy to be seen as an asshole or arrogant or cocky. And I don't want to that. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to be very sociable whether I'm in the mood or not. Yeah. So I always try to be polite with the responses. When I get feedback from persons on social media or in person, mail, mm -hmm. I try to be polite and respond accordingly and, and be mindful that they're just in awe of my physique and yeah. they might be impressed. And so I just be mindful of that and um, respond accordingly and be polite and keep it casual. Um, so what, how do we get to the Olympia? What's your, what's your goal? You're going to win, you're going to win Boston. You're going to win Chicago. What's your, I, I want to ask you your short, your short term and your long term. So your short term goal is obviously to get to this year's Olympia, but your long term goal is to get to become Mr. O. So how does that happen? How do we make that happen? Right now, right now, I know I'm currently not in a position to be Mr. O, but I would like to experience, I would love to have the Olympia experience, and I want to make it a very short-term goal, so I would like to get that experience this year, 2020. Yeah. So, um, all being well, I'm hoping to secure a win at one of these shows, or at least get enough points to qualify. Yeah. Um, I'd like to be in the presence of all those other established guys. I like to share a box with guys. I like to share a comfort room with these guys. The photo opportunities. Um, see the media attention that occurs at these events and shows. Get to do some networking. Mm -hmm. um, to be in the mix and just be in the mix and mingle. And that's the, that's the short term goal I have this year to get an experience, to get the feel and all that. Um, I really want to be, I really want to be established in the, in the sport. Yeah. Really want to be established in the sport. Um, one, of my, one of my goals as well, one of my goals and dreams as well is to be on the cover of the Muscular Magazine. I really, really, really want to be on the cover of that magazine. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, that's, that for me is a big deal. Okay. Um, I, I used to read those magazines a lot. Um, so that's a really big deal for me, being on the cover of one of those magazines. It might be some things more to others, but it's a huge deal for me. Yeah, yeah. Huge deal. I mean, at one point in time, being in Jamaica, um, being in Jamaica, um, some of these goals um, seem so far-fetched, seem so impossible. Yeah. I mean, being a pro, being a pro bodybuilder now, um, from just from just competing in the Caribbean to being a pro bodybuilder now, competing in this and meeting the guys see only on YouTube and meeting the guys that I would only see in the muscular development magazine. It, it is seeing, it's, it's coming a bit more clearer to me that it's, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, I try my best to document the ex as much as I can as well, document it and share it on my Instagram so that um, my fellow friends and, 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 and the other athletes back in Jamaica can also see, um, see my experience and be motivated experience and also push themselves and train hard enough to try to be in a better position um, in the, um, for them, for themselves to be a professional bodybuilder and to try, them best, try their best to be 
at the Olympia level because they're kind of at least back home, just as good and share similar dreams to me, similar dreams that I have. Mm-hmm. And they just need the opportunity to, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I would have so much. Did you, uh, did you leave family behind in Jamaica? Uh, my mom and my younger back, back home in Jamaica. Your mom and, I'm so, sorry, your mom and who else? My younger brother. Do they have any plans to come to America with you, to be with you or no? Uh, not really. They, 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 they travel. And okay. for, for them, that's enough. They travel. So how often in a year will you see your family then? About two to three times for the year. Okay. So I have one more question before I let you go because, it, you know, everybody wonders about it. So I just want to ask you, how do you feel? And you don't have to say anything uh, too drastic. I just want to ask you quickly. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, do you feel like there's politics in bodybuilding? And if so, now that you're known, do you think people will look at you more so when the shows come around? Like now that, because I feel like before Tampa, I feel like before Tampa, nobody was saying, oh, wait, what, Dwayne Walker's coming. You know, Dwayne could be first, Dwayne could be second, Dwayne could be third. But now when you step on stage again, whether it be Boston or Chicago, people are going to be saying, hey, you know, Dwayne's going to be in the mix. So do you think that visibility will now help you with placings or you don't think, do you think it doesn't matter? It, it matters. It, it does matter. Visibility, this is it. For me, I don't, I don't think it's, it's politics. Yeah. But before Tampa, nobody knew me. Yeah. Nobody knew me because I didn't make an impact. So nobody would know me. Yeah. Ian, is, has, Ian has been doing this. So people would know Ian. Yeah. So people would, and Ian already has a resume. Uh-huh. So people know what to expect from Ian. People know what Ian did. Um, with Hunter, Hunter is a, what you call it, a second generation bodybuilder, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, like a legacy bodybuilder, yeah. Yeah. So people already know Hunter was. Uh-huh. So pretty much process already have their expectations of these guys yeah people know what they could bring to the table so persons um persons were already doing their predictions just like any other sport that's right right yeah if flight is going to a fight people know what flight can bring to the table people are betting on flight and floyd because floyd has been winning he has the resume he has a track record so that's how i look at it um i didn't make any noise before tampa um, so persons didn't know what to expect from me. I wasn't seen, I wasn't known. Um, I'm on the scene now where persons are aware of me. Persons, the potential that I do have. Mm-hmm. So whichever other show I do after Tampa, persons know what I of bringing. Right. right. So I will hmm. say, I will say this, you kind of, you've set a bar for yourself now, right? This is one of the things I know about judging in the IFBB because it, I had to deal with it myself. When you set a bar for yourself, you can never go back. So now every time you do a show, you're going to have to look as good as you looked this last weekend. Or else- I, was just, I was just saying it to my wife and I was saying it to my coach earlier that now I have to maintain this reputation that I've said this. this everybody has been talking about the condition that I brought to this show. So I know I can't bring anything less than that same condition. Yeah. It has to be under the same or more. So I'm, I'm fully up. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, a little bit of pressure is on me right now. 
Mm-hmm. Applies to that, but I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all for it, and I'm 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 with a good team. I'm with a good team. And the good thing about my team, is we're always there in person. Yeah. So that's 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 the greatest thing. We're all we're all under one roof. I can't see my coach any time of the day, any day of the week. So there's always I'm always being monitored and checked. Yeah. I just think it's funny because now, even if you're 5% worse than you were in Tampa, but you're still better than the next guy, it's yeah. not, they're still going to fault you because of how good you look. Like, yes, <laughs> so you kind of, you kind of cursed yourself. Now you have to be perfect every time. So every time, um, Dwayne, you know what? I appreciate sure. the time. appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much for coming on to talk. And uh, I think this will, yeah, this kind of lets people get to know you a little better. I always let everybody, uh, before we sign off, if there's any message or anything you want to promote or anything you want to say in general before we sign off, you're welcome to say whatever you like. Um, I would also like to say, like, all the persons that have that has been reaching out to me via Instagram or via Facebook, I appreciate the feedback. Um, I appreciate all the comments. I appreciate the praises, um, and I accept all the good with the bad critiques. Uh, I know there's no going around that. So, and I am I'm fully aware of my shortcomings. Fully aware of the lagging body parts that I have. Um, I know what I need to work on. So, I'll definitely be working on those stuff. I'll definitely do my hardest to remain consistent with my package that I can bring to the stage, and. I just appreciate and uh, um, the opportunity you have given to me to be on your program. Um, despite place third at the last competition, and many persons think that it was unfair, I still feel accomplished nonetheless because I brought the package that I wanted to bring to the show. Um, I got my name out, which was a big deal for me, getting my name out there, making an impact. Yeah. So I'm grateful for the weekend nonetheless. And, Thanks to everything, people, that has been supporting and reaching out to me. That's great, man. Okay, Dwayne, you know what? Thank you very much, man. That's a great message and an awesome attitude to have. And we all, I think, look forward to seeing you at the next show. You know what? I might be doing Chicago, too, so I might be right there with you. <laughs> yes, sir. No problem. No problem. Uh, I, I, um, no problem. It would be a pleasure meeting you as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah we'll, have, we'll, have some, we'll have some fun. All right, brother. Thank you very much for the time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day, man. Bye-bye. Thank you.